0: Hi Alicia, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, thank you. So, this is another episode of A Studio of One's Own, which is a series of weekly online dialogue sessions that seeks to reach out to the quiet corners of Southeast Asia and catch up with artists on their changing creative routines now that they are being confined to their home space. And uh, so, we have Alicia Nyo today here with us, and she's a Singaporean contemporary artist who Whose socially engaged practice unfolds primarily through photography, video installations, and participatory workshops that addresses modes of radical hospitality, mobility, and caregiving to explore issues of identity and the search of self. Um so uh i before we begin, I guess can we check in on how you've been doing and how uh what you've been doing to keep yourself busy this quarantine?
1: Yes, so um, so, actually, when, when the COVID-19 uh, first started, right, I must say that the beginning phase was extremely difficult because mm. there were a lot of projects that we were so excited about um, that all got cancelled. Like, they literally, like, some like some projects were, we were in the midst of it and then it got cancelled. And then um, wow. I had some other projects which... Um, I mean, I've been really working on the proposal for a really long time, and then it was supposed to be an exhibition, and I was like really disappointed. I must say when Whoa. it got cancelled. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I I must say that the first few weeks were quite heartbreaking <laughs> on many levels. Yeah, I was like 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 uh, a little bit like um, depressed, um, and and also later you know, we we have uh, in our platforms. Um, uh, so I co-founded two platforms, one of them is BRAC and uh, the other one is um, Unseen Art Initiatives, yes. which are really evolved from like a, a project with students, right? So, so that particular uh, project, I think, was also um, quite disappointing uh, during the COVID period because we were yeah. trying to support these two um, wonderful emerging artists. Uh, one of them is um, uh, a visually impaired uh, performer who's, you know, very, yeah. very talented. Name is Claire, and um, so we were we are supporting that project, and you know it's been like a long um, time developing the proposal, of efforts put, put into it. But then now because um, of COVID nineteen, and their proposal is precisely about touch yes. and voice. Yes, oh, no. so it's like you know it's there. It was a real double whammy. So yeah, um, so so we had a lot of issues with that, but we're still uh, you know as as time went by, I think we all sort of like. Pulled up our socks and are trying to to adapt and also yes. um, uh, make sense of the situation. But I think it's it's quite important for us not to um, rush into anything, especially for for art practice. It's it's difficult to do because you know yeah. it's also our livelihood. But I think um, uh, one thing I'm glad is that uh, the young artists they also understand that they they really care about their work and they want to do it right. Yeah. So there's yeah. been a lot of
0: adjustments <laughs> during well, this time. That's true. I think like when you mention all the events being cancelled, almost as if seems like there is it like the pandemic brought about this like worldwide pause or an interruption to, you know, all these official events. And yeah, it's like important to kind of look back into the archives or just refine and, and tweak the, the work. 'Cause I think that's so important to the creative process as well. Um and I know that your work is very collaborative in in nature and and it involves a lot of activity. So how how did your how did you um adapt to that creative process now that you know you've been confined to your own space?
1: Yeah, so you know, it's it's um it's really funny because when when uh when you guys first sent me the invitation then I thought, oh my God, this is yeah. so uncanny. Because it's, it's, you know, Virginia Woolf and, and a room of one So and, and precisely that was the text I was looking at um, when I was wow. developing the project. Yeah, so, um, so one of the projects that uh, I was working on that became a digital project completely, you know, I to reimagine the whole work is um, yeah. Ramatama. So um, yes. it's a project that was recently presented by the Asian Civilizations Museum And mm-hmm. um, so it's for, it's for the Heritage Festival So originally it was meant to be an immersive um, installation But because yes. of, of COVID-19, um, I thought to myself Okay, you know, if, if now we have to really um, rethink the whole project you know, What, what makes sense um, mm-hmm. for the work? Because the,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the, the project I was doing was um, looking at hospitality rituals in, right. in our region in Southeast Asia. So I looked at uh, uh, beetle culture. So looking at beetle chewing wow. and also how is um, the beetle leaf used in certain coming-of-age uh, rituals. Um, you know, also how, how did women practice this um, over time? Mm. How did the ritual change over time? So I, I was looking at this like uh, before... Covid started um, when I was mm-hmm. doing my residency at NTUCCA, uh, and then um, you know when when I had to adapt it, it was really I must say very challenging for the collaborations because oh, um, I was working with two performers. Uh, one of them is a, a dancer, the other one is also she does um, theatre, and then I uh, I was also working with um, Li Chen, Chong Li Chen, who's a composer. And uh, mm. and also Kai, who's who's my DP, and and actually all of these um, sort of uh, imagining how it would actually work for, yes. for, for the for the filming had to be done digitally. So there was a wow. lot of communication, a lot of the rehearsals had to be done uh, yeah, digitally. Zoom? Yes, very Zoom. So actually, wow. it's uh, it's really um, I, I must say that. It, I mean, it was it was a challenge that I think everybody you know tried mm. to work with, and we tried yeah. our best to communicate uh, clearly, and uh, eventually we we also had to work with the safety protocols, uh, mm. you know, to yes. to actually do the yes. shoot. So, right.
0: so that that was quite a uh, difficult, yeah. So you guys had to. Uh, I mean, eventually, when Phase Two opened up and you were able to meet in real life for the shoot, it still had a lot of complications, right, with the way. The rehearsals went about But I mean, I'm glad that you guys managed to still have, have that physical shoot Because, you know, it's it's important um, It was difficult <laughs> It's uh, an Yeah, I can't because imagine
1: actually, everything, everything was in flux, you know I mean, we had to yes. be emailing a lot of people Asking for approvals And then, at the same time There's a lot of uncertainty Sometimes, mm-hmm. they are also, you know People in various institutions They are working out What's the best approval? But I must say that I'm, I was very thankful because I think there were certain um, locations they were looking at. I was actually honestly surprised that you know they were very efficient in terms of like uh, responding. So that was wow. that was very helpful. Yeah, and okay. and you know we have now the the Singapore Association for Motion Pictures, right? And I mean the okay. team is amazing. I have to give wow. a lot of to the folks there. You know, for really helping the industry out, I think I I'm so thankful that there was this platform. You know, (laughs) that I could bombard with all my questions and get a response. So that was was very helpful. Yeah.
0: Wow. I mean, it it really reveals, you know, how much like how quick we really need to adapt because like it's it's so hard. You can plan so long for something, and you know, the fact that this has happened now just really it's like relearning a whole new way of like communicating with people and like creating art. So that's really admirable so um when you like you know I'm just thinking when you were like liasing with so many people within the creation of this like video project um how like did do you think it revealed something to you about art in Singapore in general and how this like whether or not this this the virtual spaces of like online communication is uh like it could potentially be an alternative to the way we work as artists yeah hmm.
1: well i think for
0: for um, for
1: me i think what has um become quite uh useful i think in, in this time is because you know now we are not just having groups who are uh, you know, not technologically um, mm-hmm. uh, advanced or they don't have access to this technology, right? So we, it's not just um, these groups anymore. Like a lot of people have to get on this platform. So I think that has opened up a lot of opportunities for remote uh, working. So now we are actually yes. able, you know, much more able to collaborate with um, uh, certain international partners, which we previously, you know, that it might have a lot of, uh, more barriers or there's a lot more resistance to that. But then these days, you know, even um, some of the young people that I'm, I'm working with, um, mm-hmm. say uh, some of the students who are living in vision impairment, you know, they are also, within their schools, they're being exposed to certain kind of um, uh, wow. Zoom and technology and all. And, you know, they're trying to learn. Of course, it's, it's mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot more legwork to, to, to get them to really use the, these platforms in a more sophisticated way, but I think mm-hmm. um, there's a start. You know, there's a there's a stronger push now. So um, I think there's quite a lot of potential there. And then also, you know, with um, with our platform BRAC, I think we are we are also trying to experiment with um, precisely this virtual space. Yes. And you know, what does it mean to share space? Yeah. So right. actually, one of our current uh research um. Focus is actually looking at acts of gathering during times of mm. conflict and disruption, and um, and I and I'm working with uh, very closely with uh, my colleagues uh, Javon Chandra and uh, Keith Franklin, who are both um, artists in you know with with uh, backgrounds in music and also performance. And uh, mm. so recently, for for our research, we um, during COVID, we we actually um, experimented with a series uh, called. The making of a meal, you know. So, yeah. so, the idea was to use this simple prompt as a um, as a start to as a springboard to, to discuss. You know, what does it mean to to share space? You know, and we're looking at the domestic spaces now that everyone's confined right. at home. How does this simple task or this simple prompt actually invite a lot of discussions of the challenges wow. of that? Because it, it's true, you know, when we when we had um certain participants who who signed up. For, for this sort of intimate gathering, virtual gathering. Yes. So the invitation was to cook a meal that you have to share mm-hmm. and then, you know, join us for dinner um, mm. uh, virtually. And then actually you'll be surprised how difficult it is um, to, to do this task, you know, for some, for some wow. people. Yeah, it's <laughs> like access to the kitchen is actually mm-hmm. difficult, you know. Some people don't have the access to that. And, yes. and you know, in terms of like... Uh, how are they you know which space are they using during yeah. during the, the dinner you know is there going to be interruptions yes yeah, so we we had like a conversation about um, about that and and i think uh, moving moving forward uh, we're we're also looking at taking this idea of of gathering further so we're we're actually mm. hosting a a couple of other uh, projects. Um, the next, the next series is called "On Your Terms." Yeah, so so we're looking at you know how how, how do you host, um, and and mm. who's the host? You know who who is who is your unlikely host, and and we're wow. um, actually quite excited about this that's going to be the next phase of this uh, two gathering series.
0: Wow, that sounds so exciting! I think like when you, I'm really intrigued by your exploration of spaces because you know like we're so. We, we cannot really like ignore um these four walls anymore. Like having been in the circuit breaker, we're just confined with uh confined in a space and like we're really having to like renavigate um the spaces that we we really like inhabit. So I was I mean it beyond just space also I think like time is something that we have to re navigate now that we are being like I feel like our calendars are in limbo and things like that. So um, I was wondering how you, as an artist, like see your like you know how your perspective on space has been changed, um, and how that has translated in you know maybe the way you re revisit your old works and like what you said about the Brack series, uh, how that has also impacted your your future projects.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think definitely. Um, I mean, as a as, uh, as an artist, right, I think I'm, I'm someone who really likes to work um, in specific sites. You mm. know, I, I, I feel like that has been very important to to me. Like, I, I like to, uh, for people to have an immersive experience in, in space, yes. you know. So, which is why when the exhibition got cancelled, I was like, oh my god. Like, yes. I was, I was oh, no. you know, um, disappointed. But I think, um... I think in, in terms of, of uh, space, you know, now now that we are moving into this digital realm, and also a lot of mm-hmm. people are, are imagining projects online. I think it's still in, important to look at you know this this medium, you know, because yeah. if, even now our conversation is is mediated through this uh, exactly you know, computer camera, right? So I think if we are making any kind of work, I think it should also address. Um, the medium which we're telling these stories through. So mm-hmm. I, I would say that um, with our projects at BRAC, we are now attempting to, to also look at how this change in communication, this change of presenting um, ideas of gathering mm. um, would affect the work. So I think, I think that's also in, important that this transition is not just a, a very um, straightforward one. You know, we also right. It's it's like
0: beyond just like putting information online and it's just it's really like taking advantage of this medium and space as a medium. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so I
1: think I mean you know, I think if it's done that um way with a lot more thought, I think artists are now really um pushing boundaries as well and, and thinking of of um really innovative ways to uh to, you know, provoke certain kind of um unexpected relationships with with this digital mm. uh, uh, medium, because I mean, we, we are all literally performing what <laughs> yeah. is I I, am, I can look at myself as I'm talking to you, so it's it's also interesting, right? Um, yeah. well, how does it change we we talk to each other? So um, yeah. yeah. So I think I think uh, in mm. especially you know with with my work, my collaborative work with with Breck and my mm. uh, my team members, right? I think that's exactly what we're interested in, you know, how, how our formats of gathering, um, transformed through, you know, the, these, these different exchanges with uh, the host and, and the space as well.
0: Yeah. Well, I think like, when, when we think of space and how it's transformed, it's, it's very apt to bring up your past work, um, home visits because you really, you literally, uh, interrogate and, you know, not not interrogate, but you visit and you experience these spaces that are so intimate to uh, the subjects of your photography. So do you mind sharing a little bit about how that work um, was created and how, you know, I would I would say it's quite applicable now when everyone is being um, surrounded by just their home space 24-7.
1: Um, actually, it's it's interesting because I think that work. So it was um, made in two thousand nine and two thousand ten. So
0: yeah,
1: um, the so home visits was was really a I would say a very a very simple work that I wanted to um, uh, do to basically reach out to very different um, people living in my neighborhood. So I I, mm-hmm. I live in town. and um, and actually, I, I think for me this idea of connection has always been uh, very important. So the journey of making that work was precisely this um, attempt to to move beyond my own um, uh, circumstances or my own sort of networks and, right. and enter one that belongs to somebody else. Yeah. So so I think that um, uh, the sort of um, Relationship that I had with um, the the people that I photographed is is quite different from how I work these days. Yeah, because at the time I think I was I was very interested in the in a very short encounter. You know what what might it be like to um, to meet someone um, who you, who you don't know and and get invited into their personal private space. You know, so what would the encounter uh, mean and and what might it Develop into so in some cases some of the people that I <laughs> photograph you know you know we we you know you start um, a chain reaction right because this person yes. can no longer be a stranger to you and uh, so I think there's a beauty in, in these these small encounters but uh, but I would say that now my my work is, is quite different so um, mm-hmm. I I usually involve my um, participants a lot more collaboratively in the process. Yeah, yes. so so that was that was a, a start <laughs>
0: for me. Wow. Okay, I mean it's great to see how like that has transitioned, you know, and then now you being more involved and like engaged with the people that you work with is is very interesting as well. Um and okay, I mean since you mentioned how the the work that you that exhibition showcase that you're working with the two artists um really was heavily de- dependent on like touch and sensing, um and. Like contrastingly, we see the art world in, in its entirety just move to this online platform. Like exhibitions are held on websites or uh, in videos. I know that NTU ADM scratch show was was like a website and yeah, etc. So um how do you think this this new space is going to be like do you think this trend is something that will endure in the future, even past this COVID pandemic? And whether or not you feel like, as a media artist, because um, your work is very much media-based, but still deals with a lot of like tangibility and like um, performative aspects. So how do you think that will transform uh, or whether or not you feel like this is a trend that you will may subscribe to in the future as an artist?
1: Mm, I mean, I think that for sure, you know, there's going to be a lot more digital works. That's for sure. Mm. And I think it can only get more and more innovative. I, I think there's going to be exciting things to, to look out for there. But I don't think, you know, I don't for a second think that it's going to replace other forms right. of
0: experiences.
1: I think that there's a really, a real human need to physically touch somebody else or mm. physically engage with materials. I don't think that will, that will there will be a replacement for that. You know. So I think sure. people are still gonna continue innovating in different realms. So this just opens another chapter. And mm-hmm. I myself, I mean, I'm I'm actually excited to see, you know, what I could possibly do in that virtual space as well. But I don't think it's going to take away from other kinds of works that I would, that I would make. Yeah.
0: Yes. Okay, wow. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. Um, I think as artists it's in Singapore, especially when, you know, uh art is clearly, I mean, we recently read the poll that stated art labeled art as non-essential. Um, having this shift to an online space may perhaps, you know, make it more accessible to people who are not willing to pay the money and travel to an art gallery or a certain space. Um, but yeah, you're right. I don't think it will ever replace like that uh, physical interaction with the work. Especially, um, I think your work at pa- the Pase Panjang power station was like extremely immersive and there's no way that you know a v- digital experience can kind of like replace that you know yeah, yeah did, you I, I was,
1: the, did you go for the show
0: I didn't I missed it and it was at Passery oh, <laughs> I, okay. I know I, I was I really regretted it but yeah like I, I mean that's the kind of thing that you know you have to be there to, to really experience you know yeah and but it, it is it is interesting. Yeah, maybe you can share a little bit more about the creation of that work. Cause I, I was I'm sad I didn't get to see.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's. I think it's. You know, to to be honest, I I think the first time we staged the work in the place, right? So Goethe, uh, Institute um was was actually the the one that brought uh, me Li Chen. And Deborah Emanuel mm-hmm. together, um, and I think that was really a, a a wonderful collaboration for me. And at the time, I think um, the timing of the of their presentation was also quite significant because you know yeah. they just the government uh, literally you know soon after our um, you know during that period when we were developing the work you know they announced the development of the 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 southern uh, the Greater Southern Waterfront. Uh, development. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the whole area is going to change massively. And so I think it was it was quite significant to be able to contribute, uh, uh, you know, like a, a small work during that time in that specific yeah. space. And also the first time we staged it in uh, 2019 was, uh, it was actually, I think, quite a bold um, move by Goethe because it was a single show. So we were like literally the wow. only um, in, in such a wonderful site, right? And yeah. so we did two performances. One, in a it's, day, a one space, of,
0: right? it's a huge
1: space, right? Huge space. And, and you know, the thing is, we only had the chance to recce the location just once. And then wow. we had to go and make the work. And then the setup was literally the day before the performance. So I mean, a lot of wow. the actual sort of imagination of how the space would be used and, and the scale of it. I mean... I think that was was um, something that I, I I was like, you know, really quite worried yeah. about initially. Um, and but what was special to me was, you know, because it's the power station and this building literally, you know, for for decades it powered mm-hmm. our power island. You know. Mm-hmm, and then yeah. after, you know, the drone power station and all this were built, you know, with better capabilities, right? Then it was decommissioned in, in eighty seven. Mm-hmm. So that's 30-odd years ago, right? And, and the idea that this space was, you know, dormant. You know, it's used for some storage but it's dormant, it's emptied out, and it also has no electricity inside. So we literally, right. the idea was to reactivate the space by, by bringing um, power into the space. Mm. And uh, so, so the work is called Power to the People. And um, uh, what, what I uh, did with that was I was also collecting um, interviews from former workers who, who actually used to work in this space and also oh, their families wow. who lived in the, in the workers' quarters just next to the power station. You know, so there were literally mm. generations of immigrants who were staying there. But now if you go there, like right before our, our show, um, actually the, the, the blocks have been demolished. So, um, oh. so actually, it's it's really quite uh, poignant because mm. we know through the interviews, we also learned that a lot of the women and the children who stayed in the quarters just next to this power station, right, they've never actually been inside the power station. Oh, yeah, because really? it's such a well-protected space. You know, it's, it's really, you know, public utility is so important. It was very well yes. um, guarded. And yeah, so all yeah. the workers had mm-hmm. access to it. So... For us, mm. you know, for the during the show when some of the uh, people that we interviewed could enter the space enter. and say for themselves, you know, this is where my father worked, you know, and wow. this place is, is even though it's completely emptied out inside, you know, I yeah. think that mm-hmm. was there was that kind of um, uh, you know really poignant moment for for some of these um, family members,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, so the the work, you know, sort of. Um, some of their, uh, their the recordings of the interviews were interwoven into Deborah's mm. text. Deborah wrote a um, her own her own spoken text. Yeah, spoken, spoken poetry that was inspired by these stories. And but I think what we wanted to say, you know, as as three artists, was really, you know, what 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 is what what is it like, you know, to to be a be a work. You know, what's the future of work? You know, what's our relationship mm. and the value to that. Yeah, so um, so that's that's really what we were trying to experiment with in 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 this um, uh, project. Yeah,
0: that's great. Like to hear, I guess you know the real stories of the people who were living around that space and to to just interact with the space itself and fill it up with those lights. It was like it's really such a beautiful work, um, and I think. Yeah, like when when we think of artists and the role of being translators of these stories, um, I feel like it's so important, especially in a place, uh, in Singapore where we are often so like blind to the real, um, like these voices that go hidden or like they just go unspoken, and like all the more in the in a pandemic, you know, like we have artists that are so important in telling the stories or, or uh just depicting them from their own um, their own lenses and so I I have another question for you on um, what you think the role and of what do you think the role an artists should play in a global crisis like this mm. considering the fact that you know the the public do not view us as i view artists as an essential career right um, beyond that like beyond just like the amount of money that they should be making at a time like this just like you know what what do you think artists should be able to contribute
1: hmm. i mean i think that in in a in a crisis situation i think even even artists themselves also question whether mm. what we do is essential i think you know it's not just a public opinion but i think artists are also reflecting on on their own work the the relevance of their work and what they want to say during this time so i yeah. i think that um I mean, I I can't I I can't say for for other other artists, but I think for like uh, my personal work and also our work at at Brac, um, yeah. you know, it's it's always been this um, relationship with ourselves and mm. the position that we take in society. You know, how do we how do we you know um, create projects or how do we create uh, work that, that really answers to this power relationship? You know yeah. how does it actually um offer opportunity to more people you know how does it open up access to to you know um, essential services you know how does it mm-hmm. how does it open up um, uh, you know relationships to to the other you know what we consider the other so i think it it has always been um about that you know sort of um reversing certain um relationships or or reversing the kind of attitudes towards um you know say, marginalised groups or, or people yeah. people's stories who are um, remain un, unseen or un, uh, unheard and misunderstood. So I think mm. artists can play that role, you know, in terms of, like, like mm. you said, um, translating. You know, how are we actually um, uh, opening up opportunities for people to look at a situation from a, from a different lens? I think that has mm. always been, been the artist's role and, and gift, you know. I mean, it's, it's a huge statement, you know, to to, to yeah. say, you know, uh, whether one is essential or not in this um, in, in yeah. this world. But I think it, it also is, is a it's a position of, of humility, right? To really, you know, if you start to really look at what uh, what you do, you know, do you actually as an artist practice what you preach? Do you <laughs> also embody mm-hmm. the, the values and, and the ethics that you wish for the world? So I think that's yeah. something that um uh you know, we try to ask you know, and invite conversations about that because I think, I think it's really important to be exposed to, to uh, viewpoints and, um, uh, you know, mindsets that are foreign to you. You mm-hmm. know, I think that's the only way you grow through that discomfort. So, um, yeah, I think this period has been really interesting, you know, with, with everything that's happening, Black Lives Matter, and also yes. the discussions with race in Singapore. You know, now I think um, a lot of resources are emerging digitally mm-hmm. as well. So the access is there to the information. You know, people are um, talking about these tools, they're talking about these resources. So the question is then, you know, now with this knowledge, then what, what are you gonna do about it? And as Definitely, artists, yeah. how can we yeah, use it in our work? And it's not just artists, right? I think even for institutions or mm-hmm, any you kind know, of exactly. company, art space, I think now is the perfect time to do your own so called internal audit <laughs> of your practices, right? I mean <laughs> there's so much things, you know, I mean even even within us, you know, we were a very small team, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I think we, we constantly like, you know, like, mm. we can do better. Or like, you know, <laughs> this this situation is, is not not okay. You know, what what can we yeah. do? Or how can we how can we within our means, um,
0: Yes.
1: Do our part. Yeah, I think that's that's still crucial. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's very relatable. I think um, in the crisis now, especially like uh, with with art institutions that are like constantly pushing out content, it's so it's like important to just take a step back and reevaluate like whether you know what is going to be helpful for the, the society at this point. So, wow, thank you for sharing that. That that sounds great. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, you know, you previously mentioned that you're currently working with, uh, you have more access at least to international companies that you wouldn't have worked for. And I think, um, you know, we now know that the borders are currently closed or have been much tighter because of the COVID pandemic. And um, I'm interested what to know what you think about how, I'm interested to know how you you see us being able to sustain uh, cross-cultural sharing of experiences. Like, despite having these in this inability to travel, especially since I know that a lot of uh, you have completed a lot of residencies like overseas, and that's also where you get a lot of insight from. So, how do you think you know we can continue to have that that cross culture change?
1: Mm, I mean, I think one um, one thing that has been useful right now is that I see the emergence of a lot of like labs. You know, a lot of mm. like film labs, um, like artist labs. Which are um, which now? You know, involve um, you know re- remote collaboration. So, like one of our uh, like one of our collaborators at Brac, um, uh, our team members Javon, he's actually mm. involved in a uh, a collaboration with, with the US. You know, theatre makers from the US, and they're doing everything in wow. Zoom. So it's it's quite nuts, right? So in Singapore, they'll be I don't know if they're taking the morning slot, and I don't know who's taking the morning or the night slot. But basically there's this um, opportunity that, that came out because of COVID, right? So, yeah. so I think it's interesting also, you know, like um, I think certain collaborations where where, pe- where normally, you know, people might think, oh, you know, if I had to fly somebody over, then, you know, cost is going to be an issue, right? Blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then, uh, so, so that might, again, limit who I, I would pick for this. But then right. now, you know, it's, People can work remotely And I think um, You know People are Are able to um, I guess Use their own platforms Even more You know The desire to To You know Have You know That your own platform Can be legitimate I think that is Also very helpful Yeah so I am actually Quite excited about certain I, I signed up to some of these webinars And like uh, Labs myself wow. You know I'm actually quite excited To um, be Be meeting some people Who are You know I've never had the chance To engage with And then now We're able to So I think um, Yeah, yeah and, and recently I mean I just wanted To also say like uh, uh, um, oh, Professor Ong Kintin And uh, uh, Nolina From T-Works You know They recently organised Like a really wonderful seminar Which really Had such a Wonderful audience uh, International mm-hmm. audience You know And mm-hmm. they had the Creating lab So I think that was Very very fruitful For all of us
0: Yeah, Yeah mm-hmm. Yeah I think It's it's interesting how like it took uh, a global pandemic for us to realize that you know we don't need to fly to the states to to attend like a talk there, and it's it's so it's great that like all these um I guess more connections are easily formed now that we have gotten over the fact that we need to physically um be present um and yeah it's it's it sounds interesting that. I mean, I, I think about how this can potentially um, facilitate, I mean, even when, when borders are open, like this, we can facilitate more um, cross cultural uh, experiences between artists of different countries. Um, okay, so I guess I'll, I'll just end off with a, one last question, which is um, for, for artists who are looking to embark on social projects in the community. Uh, what advice would you give them as someone who, who, who experiences and works with a lot of these uh, people?
1: Mm, I think for, um, for me, I think for, for any artist who's wanting to start uh, working this way, I think one of the, the crucial steps is to really do your, your research well. And I think um, it's very important to also um, meet up and uh, you know, have mm. exchanges with artists who... Um, you know, you feel like you want to be working in, in that direction and to get some advice for them. Because I think, I think that, that sort of exchange is, is very crucial, you know, instead of like, um,
0: yeah.
1: um, you know, starting on a blank slate. You you know, I think a lot of uh, artists, myself included, have always benefited from, you know, the, the work, um, from the previous generation, you know, and their advice. So I think, I think that has been something that I feel is very crucial for any artists before starting. You know, it's it's really important to go and do your groundwork, find out who has already been doing similar work that you want to do, and then yes. learn from them, and then try to you know make it your own. So I think I think that part is is um, a must step. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're starting. Yeah, and also you know really talking to. Um, people that you want to work with, you know, before, you know, having sort of preconceived ideas of, of, uh, you know, engagement or preconceived ideas of of what you think is lacking in the community or that you want to intervene. I think it's, it's really important to hear from the people that you want to work with themselves and to really have a sense of um, the space, you know, and, and, um, you know, your position with it. And and I, I think it's also um, one thing I, I want to say is I think with any project, mm-hmm. it's very important to know why you are personally um, interested in this
0: like, work. Right. You know, why
1: do you why are you so interested in this topic? You know, what what is it about it um, that is important to you? You know, and I think when when you can answer um, it uh, simply, and uh, yes. you know, I think that's that's when. Um, the project world Will naturally You know uh, Grow in a meaningful way
0: Yeah mm. Wow Thank you so much Alicia um, I, I really enjoyed Our discussion I think like I've learned a lot um, Thank you so much For joining us again And uh, Is there anything else You would like to add
1: um, At the moment I can't really think Of anything I really enjoyed our, our conversation too I'm Yeah I don't At the moment I can't really think Of anything But Um Mm. No
0: <laughs> I think Okay, I'm- don't worry Thank, Thank you, you, Alicia
1: Thank you Thanks so much, Kim